Hi, this is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Consider donating via PayPal, and check out my TikTok. I will put all the info in the show notes. Please give the podcast a five-star rating so that it reaches people that may need to hear it. Hi, guys. I hope you're doing well today. And um, just to give you a little update on my life, um, it has now been over a month since my mother passed. It is incredibly crazy that it's already been a month, um, to be honest with you. As far as my dad goes, um, pretty much nothing has happened there. Crickets, he has not called me, and I haven't blocked him. But I'm also not going to do anything. I'm not in a place right now where I want to be hurt or yelled at or discarded. Um, So I'm not putting myself out there and... You know, right or wrong, that's my choice. He can call me if he if he wanted to. And if he yells, I don't have to put up with it. Well, that's that. So today's podcast is one that I've been wanting to make for a while. As a matter of fact, I put a post on my Instagram page. And please, if you're listening and you don't follow, please follow me. Um... I always get compliments on the posts, and it's a good way to keep in touch with me and to see what's what you know what what what's going on in my life. Not really, you hear that on my podcast, but you can always reach out to me through my Instagram. Um, but I put a post out a couple of months ago and asking, "What do you guys want to hear a podcast about?" So I have chosen a couple of the more common questions. And I hope that it answers a lot of your same questions. Okay? All right. So the first one that came up over and over again is what causes narcissism? Now, I have bad news for you. There is no answer. Um, Scientists, psychologists, psychiatrists do not know, cannot pinpoint exactly what creates a narcissist, okay? But here are some of the possibilities of how a narcissist is is made. Because that's one thing that I think they all agree on is that a narcissist is made. That no one is born a narcissist. Unlike being a psychopath, um, they do believe psychopathy is something you're born with. Narcissism is narcissism. Sorry, is something that you it becomes your personality, right? It's narcissistic personality disorder. Um, so it, it it's something that that you become. It's not something you you are when you're born. Um, when we're all born with blank slates, right, as brains, and someone writes in those blank slates, right, and who writes in them? Moms and dads. 
And that's how we become who we are. So what I'll go with the obvious things. Obviously, abuse creates a narcissist. So a narcissist can create a narcissist. A lot of you have mothers that know that your grandmother was also toxic, right? And you and you know, I wrote, I wrote that. I put that post out about hurt people hurt people. Um, and I got a lot of pushback and I think it was because it was misunderstood. Um, it's not that hurt people don't hurt people. Absolutely hurt people hurt people. It's just that I don't like that being used as an excuse. Okay. I don't like giving narcissists free passes. Okay. And I actually had someone who created a page called just your friendly narcissist or something to that effect who was, you know, of course, arguing with me. Now, that's a person who comes to my page who is the opposite of my page. You're a troll and you just want to upset me, but you're not going to. I'm just going to delete your comment and block you from ever, you know, commenting again because this this my page is about narcissists and you are most definitely a narcissist. And there is no such thing as a friendly narcissist. Um, and I think we can all agree on that. Okay. (laughs) Especially if we've been hurt by a narcissist, we're not going to really be very open to thinking that narcissists can be kind because it's kind of an oxymoron, two opposite things anyway. So what are the things that creates a narcissist? So we talked about childhood trauma, childhood neglect, um, expectations being set too high and never being able to reach them, which is what a narcissistic trait that a parent uses against their child. Um, overprotection and see, I fall very the expectation and the overprotection. I had I always felt like I was in a bubble, and I used to say that without knowing just how bad of a thing that was. That I felt like I grew up in this bubble where I wasn't exposed to the world, where I didn't see what the world was like. And then one day I was just thrown into it. And what happened was I I went into a state of um, consistent high anxiety and depression where I couldn't get out of bed for over two weeks. Um, And that was when my mother pulled me out of school and then I had to get a job. So overprotection. Okay, so this is the other side of the coin, which I didn't really believe until recently because I pretty much had a, saw it with my two eyes. I had no choice but to agree. Um, if you are told as a child that you are perfect all the time, no exceptions, right? You're not the kind of you weren't raised ever being told you are wrong. This is not right. Or, you know, your kid has a conflict with a friend and your kid made a mistake. You have to make them aware that they're not perfect and everything they do is not perfect. I'm one of those mothers who told my daughter, you are beautiful. You are great. You're wonderful. But, There were those times when I had to point out, hey, 
that thing you did with your friend, maybe not the best choice. Maybe you should apologize for that. That's really not a good choice. And that those are the things that we, we just can't make a bunch of narcissists to throw out into the world. And this is for your parents, right? Have you ever watched that TV show, I Mar- I'm, I'm in love with a mama's boy or I married a mama's boy? Um, on TLC, I'm a big 90 Day Fiance um, fan. It's really the only show I watch on TLC, but I see the commercials for the show, and I wanted to strangle um, TLC for even putting this on the air because it's almost funny the way that they uh, advertise it, but in in reality, it's a bunch of narcissists, right? The mothers being too involved with grown-up men and you know treating their their boys as if they were nothing they can't do anything you know their poop doesn't stink kind of deal and it does and they're not perfect and now you've created a very self-centered jerk and put them out in the world and now women or men have to deal with it in the the show i think it's all women i don't know because i don't watch it but um you know, other people have to deal with them, <laughs> whether it's at work or, you know, they're, they're always going to behave like a narcissist regardless. So not good when, you know, the parent is the one who uh, praises them too much and they turn into a narcissist that way. So, yes, that is another way. Now, this one is the one that's, you know... I don't think there's anything that this isn't part of, and that's genetics. They say genetics may play a role in it too. So even if your mom or dad or whatever was a narcissist, is a narcissist, um, there's a chance that the child could be a narcissist because it's genetically coded into them. And that is it's difficult for me to kind of swallow that because that all almost takes responsibility completely away from someone's terrible behavior but at the same time 20 years ago anxiety was not a thing that was considered a genetic trait and now it is and I suffer from anxiety from very bad anxiety and I it's a very good chance that it's genetic So, you know, maybe it is. Maybe narcissism is genetic. This is all, again, research I've done. I don't like the genetic one. Because that, that, again, that's almost an excuse. It's like, well, that's the way they are because they don't have a choice. It's in their DNA. Is it? It's a personality disorder? Maybe. Okay? So let's, that's, that's my opinion. You can do your own research and see what you think. And actually, you can always post it on my page. We can chat about it. And if there's a good link or a good website, put it on there. Okay, so that's one. Another question that came up several times was, why do my siblings side with the narcissist? Why don't my siblings see what I see? How come they're not on my side? How come they're all so toxic? Okay. So 
the first thing is their experience was completely different than yours. If you are listening to me, you are the scapegoat, okay, of the family. And that comes with you were the one that was abused the most, okay? There is a dynamic that goes with a narcissistic parent where the kids are assigned roles, okay? And you were unfortunately the scapegoat. The black sheep of the family, the scapegoat. While one of your siblings was most likely the golden child, right? They could do no wrong. Probably a boy, probably the youngest one, or at least younger than the scapegoat. That just happens to be that way. And and I'm talking here, I've never read this as a fact. I'm talking from experience where people are shocked when I've talked to them on the phone and they ask about the sibling thing, I go... So, is the golden child a boy? And they're like, yes. Are they the youngest kid or at least younger than you? Yes. How do you know that? Experience. I've talked to many people and it just seems to be that way. Now, is it always? No, because sometimes there's no boys. Sometimes it's just two siblings. You know, it just depends. It depends on the situation. Usually the youngest is not the scapegoat, but they're... It's, it doesn't matter. It depends on what the narcissist wanted to do or who they chose. Um, they tend to choose the child that is the most susceptible to um, control. That's what they want. So, you know, if you're an only child like I was, um, I, there was no choice in the matter. But I was that. That would have been the scapegoat anyway. So... So that's one thing, okay? They just had a different experience than you. So they didn't have the same mother you did, even though they had the same mother you did, or father, or whomever, right? They just didn't see, they didn't have the same experience, so they can't see what you see. Um, another thing is, they do see it, but they don't want to become the main target. Because if you're the scapegoat, so they're not the main target. They may be a target once in a while, but they don't want to become the main scapegoat, the main target. So they do it out of protection and self-preservation, okay? Is it right? No, it's not right. But everyone deals with handling a narcissist in in a different way. And your siblings are going to deal with it all di- in different ways. They protect their themselves in a different way. You know, we we did things to protect ourselves when we were kids, right? We whatever tactic we used. Uh, one of my biggest tactics, and and I know some of you are going to be like, "Oh my god," is I have a very good strong um, imagination. And by that I mean I can almost take myself out of where I'm sitting, <laughs> you know, and go somewhere else. And it, it it's, it's almost physical. Um, I can almost smell this, the place that I'm in in my, in my imagination. And that is a survival tactic. Okay, guys, we can't berate ourselves or our siblings for having these tactics. 
that help them to cope with abuse. Okay? So that's another thing. Um, um, and this you will be able to um, understand. Maybe your sibling just isn't ready to accept that their mother or father or whomever is a toxic person. Who wants to accept that? That is one of the hardest things to do. Congratulations to you who who are strong enough to accept. You, because I know you've accepted it or you wouldn't be listening, okay? I know there's a lot of people that have heard my podcast and decided my mom's not a nurse assistant left. I was that person years ago. I was that person six years ago who had read about narcissistic mothers, read all the traits, and said, yeah, my mother, she she is godlike. She talks about being perfect, um yes she ha- she has very little empathy yes she she put expectations on me that were unrealistic yes this yes that but still I wasn't ready to accept it so that might be another reason that your siblings just not ready to accept it and that's not something that you can do for them remember we can't control other people's thoughts, feelings, actions, anything. The only thing you can do is change your behavior. Okay? So, let's see. I know I, I'm, I'm actually reading from some notes I actually took for this. Um, okay. And the last thing that I wrote down about the siblings is simply that they are also toxic. They have very strong narcissistic traits or are narcissists themselves. And the reason that they they don't see it, quote unquote, is because they are it. And narcissists just side with narcissists naturally. They just do. You know, especially if it's their parent. I mean, that that's why they are a narcissist. Um, so that's not something you can do anything about. So... Since we're talking about that, since we're talking about our um, inability to, not, I shouldn't say inability, just we can't. It's not possible to change other people's thinking, other people's beliefs. Believe me, okay, with the amount of Facebook fights I've had, not, I stopped because I was, I was, my anxiety was so high. You cannot change people's beliefs, any type of beliefs, whether it's political, religious, scientific, or otherwise. You cannot change what people believe. You can't. So, you can have a list of proof that you're right, and you might be. You're not going to change that person's belief system, okay? So, don't bother fighting with people on Facebook. Take it from me Um, or anywhere else, (laughs) Twitter, whatever. Um, you cannot change your siblings okay so if you already know that your sibling is not on your side they don't see the toxicity of the parent don't do anything don't try and convince them 
don't try and get them to be on your side. I know how desperate you are. My mother just died. My father is not speaking to me because 48 years of being, um, you know, being under her control is not going to, you know, he's still under her control even though she's dead. You know, she's, he, she's in his head. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing you can do about your siblings. The best that you can do, especially if they are toxic, okay, or they're trying to convince you, it's mom, how can you do this, or whatever it is, is to to just keep your distance, okay? It is the only way. You know, I, I hate to repeat myself in every podcast. Keep your distance, stay away, go no contact, however it is. But there is no other way, okay? To protect yourself means you have to, if you put up boundaries, you have to be very, very strict with those boundaries, and that's difficult to do. That's why just keeping your distance is better because then you don't have to keep up boundaries. That's really hard. It's hard. You know, when someone just, when your boundary is, when you have a boundary and someone crosses it and and then you have to act, You have to act on that because if you don't act on it, they will continue to stomp on your boundaries. A narcissist will stomp on it regardless. They don't care. Okay? They don't care. I remember telling my mother, she got into this weird habit of calling me at around 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. And I'm like, why is she calling me? This is is me and, and my husband time and my daughter time. This is not time... For her to be calling me on the phone for nothing. So the first time I told her, you know, don't call me at this time. She called me the next day at the same time. And I said, you know, please don't call me at this time. If there's any type of emergency, I will call you. I promise to keep you in the loop. But do not call me. Okay. The third night, I just didn't answer the phone. Because they don't like boundaries. All right, so that's the whole sibling thing, okay? So siblings can be just as toxic as as the narcissist or they're vulnerable and they just can't see it yet. So you just have to wait and see if they ever recognize it. You know, if you're not in the narcissist's life, most likely one of the siblings is going to become the scapegoat and they will see or notice it or you will continue to be the scapegoat from afar you know i can't tell you which one is gonna happen okay so this one's really really important and i wish i had known my mother's toxicity way before four years ago because this is about protecting your own children from your, so the grandparents, right? And I, it, it was hard for me to even come up with a few things because it, it was unfortunate that I was not able to protect my daughter. I think I got lucky, but I know that there were definitely a few things um, that I heard about. I know my mother spanked my daughter a few times, and I didn't spank my daughter. Um, 
there were just things that I wish I had known better. And I, I know I have to forgive myself. And this is the number one rule for us. We have to forgive ourselves. We didn't know better. We didn't do this on purpose. Okay. So let's talk about protecting our children. Okay. So I just said this. You can't control what a narcissist does. So leaving them alone with the grandparents is probably not the best idea. If it is at all possible for you always to be present when they are with the grandparents, it's a good idea because you can keep an eye on what's going on. Okay. Now, of course, you have to be in contact for that to be the case. And it is better for you to be no contact. But if you are in contact, always be there. If you are no contact and your ex, you're divorced, and your ex has become your narcissist parent's best friend, other child, okay, and I know there's a lot of you out there, I'm one of them, then you just have to do your damnedest, okay? You have to do whatever you can to keep the contact with the grandparents short. Um, I guess in that way I was lucky because my ex was never is never one of those people that will go to someone's house and talk forever. He just goes and he, and he has his own issues with social anxiety. So the visits were always short for the last four years, right? And my daughter, she was already older. It, it was a different situation. But if your kids are small and your ex is taking them over there, it's infuriating. I don't have advice for this. I, I can just tell you I'm sorry. Um, if, it's, if, if you feel that your children are in danger, get an order of protection, you know, somehow. Um, so that your children do not have to, they're not allowed to be around your grandparents, their grandparents, right? Force the ex to stop taking them. Okay. Um, okay. So it's funny because, uh, my next point here was if the narc, if the narcissist is your ex, be your true self. Okay, that's so important. If you are divorced from a narcissist and you share custody, be your true self towards the children. Do not badmouth the other parent because that will backfire on you. If you bad, even if you're right about what you're saying, and I've made that mistake myself in anger, don't do it because you just want to be an authentic person. Because God forbid one day you end up in court in front of a judge and they actually ask the kid who they want to be with. You want to be the one that they want to be with. Okay? You want to be the supportive one. Again, I have been unlucky and lucky in certain senses. It just depends on how you look at it. My ex's wife, and I know it sounds like, well, doesn't everyone see it that way? No, I would have wished my, my ex 
would have married someone that was a great person and I got along with her and we could, you know, do holidays together and stuff. That's what I had wished for. But no, he married a very toxic person. And I'm actually seeing, and I can't even tell my daughter who's 19 because she'll see it on her own. I'm seeing the cycle of the trauma bond cycle, the cycle of abuse happen with my daughter because she will apologize for something and then do that same thing over again and then become my daughter's best friend because they they talk about something that she thinks is bonding and it is bonding them and then later on she's going to yell at her. I'm just going to let it go. I actually told my husband, I said, are you noticing the pattern? So, um, yeah, that sucks when that happens. But on the same note, my daughter prefers to be here. Um, she trusts me. I don't, I'm not always going to agree with her. I'm not always going to say whatever you do is the right thing. If I see her going in a dangerous direction, she's 19. So I have to put that into perspective also. Like, I can't really stop her from doing things. But if she's doing something that's dangerous, I'm putting my foot down on that. And she knows that it's out of love. And she does know. Because the rest of the time, all I say is, I want you to be happy. I want you to do what makes you happy. Okay. So, the point I'm trying to get across here about raising your children is you want to be the good parent, and, and not in comparison, just to be a good parent. Be the opposite of, of how you were raised. Take this opportunity, if you are a parent of small children, and take the look. The stuff you've learned about narcissism and, and, and toxicity in general, right? Being too strict, that does not work. I was a teacher and a mother, okay? If you walk into a classroom and you start yelling at the kids and if you, hand, uh, you give them homework and someone doesn't hand in their homework and you're too strict on everything... You're not going to have those kids on your side and your life will be miserable. Now, you have to have some sort of order. But that doesn't mean that you have to be a jerk. And there's a fine line between having some sort of schedule, um, consistency, and not being a jerk about it. Okay, there, there is a fine line because they can kind of fall over each other. Um, but try and not be your parent in that case. My mother was so strict with me about everything, everything. I can't even, it, it wasn't just my grades. It was everything that I let, I, I maybe was a little too nice, right? With my daughter. I had moments where. I made mistakes and I have apologized. That's another thing. We're human, right? We make mistakes. And those children you have are little people. They're not just objects. They're people. 
And if you explain, even to a small child, mommy is sorry. Mommy made a mistake. You know how you make mistakes? I made a mistake too. I'm sorry I made the mistake and tell them what the mistake is. Let me tell you something. That's going to go very far. Okay? So that's what you do with your own kids. Okay? As far as protecting them from the grandparents, that depends on your situation. But I know that you can definitely be a great parent. And I know that... A lot of you on my page, a lot of you that listen to this are parents. And that that is the one thing that you're grateful for because that's the one thing I'm grateful for. Even, you know, it was 20 years ago that I got pregnant with my daughter. Okay, almost to the day, all right? I'll say that much. Almost to the day. It's been 20 years that I got pregnant with her. I knew that I was going to raise my daughter completely the opposite way that I was raised and I didn't know about narcissism there wasn't um there was the internet I mean it was only 20 years ago but it wasn't like it is now if I would have looked up narcissism it would have been probably the male boyfriend husband narcissist type deal I wouldn't have really gotten the the whole information about mother daughter um that toxic relationship so i didn't know anything about it i didn't even know the word narcissism except for you know i'm an english major so i did uh greek mythology right i didn't know what it was but i knew that i was going to raise my daughter the complete opposite that of the way i was raised right i was going to take away superstitions i Grew up, and I know that in, in in almost every culture, there is some sort of evil eye repellent. Um, in in the in Cubans with Cubans, it's a little black stone, and you have to put it on. It's a pin, so you know. My biggest fear is this is a baby, and she could be playing with it. Open it, and and you know, pinch herself with the pin. I didn't care about, I didn't believe that someone could give my daughter the evil eye. I just didn't believe it. You know, if you believe that, you know, that's your prerogative to believe it and, and do whatever you want to do. But this is my example. I didn't believe it. I knew it didn't, and in my case, I'd never seen anyone die because someone looked at them with an evil eye. I mean, that's how I see it. Um, so I had told my mother, please... Do not bring that pin into my house. Not only did she bring it into my house, she waited till she was visiting one day and changed her diaper. She asked to change her diaper. And when she left, I went to change her diaper again. And guess what? It was pinned right on her, to her onesie. I flipped, okay, the F out. I took it off or I threw it in the garbage and said to my mother, I told you I was going to throw it away. And I threw it away. So if you bring another one, that one's going in the garbage too. That's a boundary, right? That is sticking to your boundary. I told you no. You broke my boundary. The The consequence is you're going to spend money over and over again because the, the little thing was gold, right? 
You're going to keep spending the money on it, and I'm going to keep throwing them away. Okay, I'm not even keeping them. I'm just throwing them in the garbage. And, no, she didn't bring another one into the house because she knew it was serious. So, you know, keep your keep your boundaries. Um, but raise your child in a loving environment where they know that they can count on you and they, that you're going to be there, that you're their cheerleader, that you're going to support whatever they want to try to do, that even in the worst of times, you're going to be there. You're not going to be an absent parent. You're not going to ignore if they're if you can tell that they're depressed. My daughter's going through some things now, and I'm the one that has been sick physically because I see how upset she is over something I can't control, right? But I am there for her. I know. I noticed it. I I keep telling her. I kept telling her. And she's taken actions towards trying to get better. And that's wonderful. And why is that? Because she saw that I was, that I cared, that I was going to support her doing this and that it's okay. You know, that it's, it's, it's okay. So, I hope that this podcast was helpful. I know it's my podcasts have been getting longer and longer, but more people are listening, so I'm going to keep them long. Why not, right? <laughs> I know I listen. I I told you I listen to ninety. I, I watch ninety day fiance. I also listen to a podcast. Now, if you guys uh, watch. 90 Day Fiancé, you need to listen to 90 Day Fiancé Cray Cray, which with uh, Kyle, Kim and Kyle. They are hilarious. Even if you didn't watch that episode that they're talking about, you will still laugh. Okay, believe me. Okay, I'm not just blowing smoke, you know. They are hilarious and See, I'm always advertising for people, but it's the truth. I love their podcast so much. Um, And their podcasts are 60 minutes long. The episodes are two hours long. So 60 minutes, I mean, sometimes there's enough to talk about. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes the episode is just a dud. But they still manage to, to make you laugh during the podcast so and I love listening to them they have a very good chemistry they're not married they're just really good friends and they do this podcast together and it's fantastic so anyhow um I'm gonna leave it there it is quite late here but you know I do my podcasts whenever I get the urge to do them and I think that's letting the universe kind of take me there and t- and this is the moment to do it this is when you're going to talk about this the best so um i hope you're all doing great and i love you all like always i really do and what i want to do with my podcast my instagram page and any any other you know i have my link tree with all my links to everything is just putting the word out there I want to help people like us. Um, I hope that you guys have watched Made on Netflix. I held off a little because I felt 
like I was going to be triggered because a lot of you, um, whether you're a guy or a, a, a guy or a girl, whether your narcissist is a parent or a romantic partner, you will be triggered by this show because it touches on everything. It's a wonderful show. They depict something that I have never seen put on a media before. Okay? And that is psychological abuse. Not psychological and physical. Just psychological. And what the difference is and what happens to women who are in that situation. So you need to watch that. Please watch it, okay? Um, another good show is You. It's also on Netflix. Um, Made is on Netflix? Was on a, Yeah, I believe so. And You. You is on Netflix. You is about a psychopath. And he, the guy, the actor, I love him because he's Lobster Todd from Easy A, okay? From my American friends or... Even non-Americans, I'm sure, have seen the movie Easy A with Emma Stone, her first real movie. He's the main character, you know, the, the love interest. He's Lobster Todd. And then he does this show, which he's so different in. And he's wonderful because you get to hear the thinking of a psychopath, which is just amazing. So my recommendations for uh, binge-watching right now are way- made and you okay and another show that i'm watching and it's on currently so i have to wa- wait each week which i hate is ordinary joe because how many of us have always wondered what our lives would be like if i had done this differently or that differently well we get to see one guy take three different roots in his life now he doesn't actually take three different roots i assume at the end of the show they tell us which is his life and which the other two is just what would have happened but we get to see three different you know it's like that movie sliding doors right with gwyneth paltrow where she gets into the train and something happens one way there and she doesn't get into the train and she has another life. This is similar to that. Okay, so, so that's the end of my movie. And um, it's actually TV show reviews from Netflix. And Ordinary Joe is on Hulu and I forget CBS or something like that. All right, guys. I love you so much. And until next time.